Hello, and welcome to another UK Column interview. My name's Debbie Evans. And for those of you that might not know me, I'm a retired nurse, I'm a past government advisor, I'm a mum, and I'm a granny. And that's why I'm particularly, particularly grateful to the three young men that have joined me today. Who's listening to you? What can you say? Who's watching you? What can you do? Is it okay to think? And if it is, if it's all right for us to think, what can we think about without repercussions? Do we live in 2023 or are we living in 1984? Many who are watching and who are regular members of UK Column News will know that we have been reporting on censorship, eradication of free speech, thought crime and terrorism, counter-terrorism, domestic terrorism for many, many months and many years actually. Brian Gerrish was first talking about prevent uh, we're going to be talking about Prevent today, uh, back in 2015. But many people might not realise that Prevent came to my attention and very, very quickly to the centre of my radar because of the courage of three young men who have stood up and told their story about what they've been going through. Not only have they been telling the story, but they've been supporting one another. And I'm delighted, therefore, to introduce you to a very brave teenager called Saeed, who was looking forward to his further education, studying A-levels, and his life was completely changed. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I'm going to introduce you to Saeed. And we've blurred him out to preserve his identity because he has his whole life in front of him and there will be potential litigation um, ahead of him. And we've also blurred out um, his supporter as well to preserve his identity and confidentiality. So without further ado, let me bring on screen for a very brief introduction. Saeed, thank you so much for agreeing to speak to UK Column. Would you like to just briefly introduce yourself? My name is uh, Saeed, and um, I am... I was studying uh, a uh, further uh, education course at a college within the United Kingdom um, when suddenly I was uh, threatened with uh, prevent for simply expressing the uh, opinion uh, in class that a transgender uh, person should not be uh, able to use uh, the opposite uh, sex uh, bathroom um, because I thought it was wrong. I don't have any hate towards any group or anyone, but it, I was just expressing this opinion. I said in class, the way I said this, I said, um, I said, you know, can anyone identify as any gender they want? The class was like, yeah, 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 of course, of course. And I said, uh, okay, and can anyone who identifies as any gender they want use the bathroom of the sex they identify with uh, to, to a response I received? Yes, 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 of course, of course. So then I said, okay, um, on that note, I identify as a girl and I will be using the girls' changing rooms, to which the class was like, what? You can't say that, you can't say that. Uh, eventually I was referred um, to the, uh, like the uh, safeguarding lead of my college who said that it was a transphobic comment 
I said to her, I said, you know, this is not uh, transphobic. I was just making a point about people using a different uh, bathroom for nefarious reasons, uh, which, you know, has been the case many times, unfortunately. Um, and then I was told that this is against the Equality Act. But um, if uh, my college actually read the Equality Act, it doesn't actually uh, mention anything about um, about uh, uh, people who identify as a different sex being able to use different bathrooms. It, it specifically excludes that for obvious reasons. Of course, this is the law. And um, I then said, um, you know, that my faith is of the... Um, is of a Christian faith, and I do, I do not, uh, you know, believe in uh, certain agendas going on today. Um, people are, I said, you know, people are free to believe that on their own time, but uh, I'm not going to be taking part in this. Um, you know, no, no disrespect to anyone, to which I was told um, that my Bible is not relevant. I said, you know, this is very offensive and this is a discrimination. Um, and then I got told, well, I could have this conversation with Prevent. Um, eventually, I, I complained to another member of staff um, who was like the, some deputy in the school. And um, I was told by her to wait a week and I would receive an, uh, an apology. Um, and eventually I received an apology and... Um, yeah, I was told to, to wait a week and I, a meeting would happen. And in that meeting, I received an apology. Um, I accepted, you know, the apology and I thought I would move on with my life, um, studying very hard to uh, get the grades I needed in my course. Um, and then a month later, a prevent officer came into my college to speak to me without notifying me in the first place. Saeed, I want to just stop you for a second because I do want to go into much more detail about your story because it really, it, it it's shocking what has happened to you because of the impact that it's had on, on your education. But before I do, I just want to bring on screen, um, James, you um, are one of the founder members of Students Against Tyranny and you've been helping Saeed um, and supporting him. But not only have you been helping and supporting Saeed, you also help and support many other students who are finding themselves isolated and censored for all sorts of different reasons. I'm really grateful that you could join us today. Welcome and tell us a bit about how you've been able to help Saeed and also a bit more about Students Against Tyranny. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, so I founded Students Against Tyranny on the 5th of September 2021 and it was originally started as a kind of social group for young people who didn't want to get vaccinated um, because at the time a lot of them were facing societal pressures whether that be from the government, from the media, from their parents, from their families, from the schools, um, pretty much from all walks of life and they were all being pressured to get the jab and a lot of them didn't want to and so we understood that as students you might feel quite lonely and isolated in the sense that all your friends are getting it, all your friends are pressuring you to get it. Um, and so we founded this organization as a social group to bring like-minded young people together so they didn't feel so alone and isolated and they could um, kind of have a, I don't want to use the term safe space, but it was a safe space for them to have their own opinions without fears of repercussions or being branded as a far-right extremist, you know, an outcast. Um, so that's how it started. And it has since transpired now into an activism movement of young people opposed to institutionalized Marxism and the shutdown of free speech within universities. I think the harsh reality is that Saeed's story isn't a new one. There are 
literally we get tons of phone calls every single week from um, students and young people who are being bullied, persecuted um, by the by the university establishment, by their friends, by Antifa, um, for having these so-called right-wing extremist views. You know, the the extremist views that a man cannot ha- cannot contain uh, female genitals. Um, so that's kind of um, how it started. I mean, there's a story we're cur- we've been working on now for the past year of a um, a young lad who's also anonymous um, who goes by the name of John Christian, and like we don't have time to go for his full story, but it all started because he said he was pro Brexit, and in response to that, um, you have faculty, you had students who were all conspiring to engage him in a debate, and then when he, then when he would debate them back, they would um, find something to be offended over and report him for it. Like, for example, there was a, um, what was it? Uh, they would engage him in a debate about the Irish abortion referendum, um, because if anyone doesn't know what that means, it, it kind of legalised abortion in Ireland. Uh, I think it was 2019, I think it was. I'm not too sure on that. Um, but... They, they're the ones who started the debate, and he responded, he debated back, and they still reported him for it, and he went for a disciplinary. It ended up, after five years of studying for his PhD, they refused to assess his thesis, all because he had of the, his right-wing um, conservative uh, viewpoints. And then you've got uh, another person, James Esses, who was kicked off his course for stating there are only two genders. Um, you've got another one of our friends who is also going to remain anonymous for the time being, who has been um, bullied and persecuted and made a meme around his university and forced him to leave. Right? They, they bullied him so much he's had to leave, um, all because he, he, he said that, uh, um, that transgender ideologies is grooming kids. Uh, it's absolutely disgusting. But this isn't just at a... Um, this isn't just being done by Antifa. This is being done at an institutional level where free speech is being shut down and Marxist values are the ones that are being upheld. It really does sound as though debate has gone out of the window. Um, I, I thought that this was why uh, youngsters um, went to college, went to university in order to debate, in order to throw around different ideas. Um, but that obviously seems to have gone now, at this point, I want to introduce Dylan because, Dylan, we've also blurred your identity out because you are a friend of Saeed's and um, you've been a great support. And I know Saeed has spoken to me independently and said how grateful he is to you for your support. Um, Dylan, how did, how did this all present to you? How did you get to find out about it? And what are your thoughts about what's happened to Saeed? I'd say to go from the beginning, um, I once met at Saeed in a, an outreach with um, who are associated with Ramis's team. He's a rapper in, in the freedom movement who protests against the, the jabs and lockdowns. I met at this that outreach march back in April the 15th this year. They were going on about our cashless societies and digital IDs, so I met him, but... I did know him online, fine. So we met in person and we discussed about what we know. And then there was another meetup. And then he told me about his situations, how he got in trouble. And like, maybe I couldn't, shouldn't be that surprised how they kicked outside for, for saying about 
but basically saying about there's only two genders or that a man and can't be a woman maybe that's not going to be surprising to me or anyone who's in just basically in favor of truth at least at the, as a bare minimum but to know that how he got how they've been handling this that's what's shocking to me and obviously side is not going to be the first and he's not going to be the last there's going to be more who are going to be persecuted for such ideas maybe not the same words that he says but other ideas too and it could possibly get even more worse unless we all do something about it at least in our own way that would account for something yeah i think very very wise yeah. wise words there dylan and you know we've only just scraped the tip of the iceberg with saeed's story because Saeed, take us through a bit more of your story because it, it gets worse, doesn't it? They originally apologised to you, uh, but it was conditional. You were asked to do certain things, weren't you? Tell us a bit more about what happened to you after you'd made these comments in class. So after that, I thought, you know, panic over now. Um, the the uh, college has uh, a representative of the college has kind of yeah unofficially apologized um i'm just gonna go my way now so i, I went my way and um then about a month later this prevent officer comes and the first thing he asks really weirdly was well, uh, well i'll say what he said first he said hello i'm from prevent there's no need to be worried i'm not going to go and take you off now prevent is a scheme which blah 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 and i thought okay right and then he said um something which really stuck with me and i thought why would he associate this with with me he said do you think there's a jewish conspiracy to take to control of the world and i thought what what a weird question to ask you know i said no, I, I don't think, you know, I, I don't have any hate towards any ethnic group. Um, I said, no, I, I simply just believe that someone of a certain sex shouldn't be using the bathroom of an opposite gender for, you know, nefarious reasons. And um, which, of course, is happening a lot these days. And um, then he went on further and uh, he just said that... Um, he, he just said that I should, you know, change my opinions. I, I'm prepared for things like this. I, I know how to debate. So, but I was careful with what to say because I know how, you know, with prevent it all starts with like, oh, we're not, we're not here to hurt you. We're just here to listen. Then you say something, and then suddenly it turns into a, a bigger investigation. And I, I know how to deal with these people. So I, um, I, I was quite quiet, and I managed to get out of a meeting. I asked for his number, his badge number, and I've got it. But um, then um, what, what happened afterwards was it was just quiet for a couple of months. I, ca I came into college and until March of 2023, 20, uh, when all of a sudden um, I was t forced to sign a contract, a behavior contract, which uh, said that I would promise not to say anything offensive or irrelevant in class, and the college reserves the right to, to deem what is offensive or not. Um, I, of course, I have this problems with this, and this was actually coming away from the topic which we talked about, moving on to, a, to the topic of um, disagreeing with 
certain narratives around the world. Uh, in my um, one of my classrooms, there was a statue of Tony Blair in the back of it. And I made a comment and I said, you know, if, if we've got a statue of Tony Blair, who's, in my opinion, a, a war criminal um, and who's done horrible things to, to many different people, I, I said, can we have a statue of Vladimir Putin as well? You know, like, what's the difference? One invades Iraq, one invades Ukraine. You know, with all due respect, what's the difference? And um, I was told that, oh, you know, you can't say that. How dare you compare Iraq to Ukraine? I thought, okay, right. So, um then um, I was told about how that's an uh, offensive comment and I was accused of watching Russian state media in my spare time, right, uh, Russia Today. And um, I was told, you know, that I should sign it or else face disciplinary actions. And um, I, when I tried to protest, I was told, you know, this meeting's ended, you, you know, sign it or face disciplinary action. Of course, I didn't sign it because I am a man of principles. I, I have principles. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, um, what happened a, a few weeks later was um, I was actually um, suspended for um, a comment I made in banter, which, and I maintain, you know, it was in banter towards um, a, a young lady who um, happened uh, to have, uh, I think, uh, who happened to have a, a Jewish dad or allegedly a Jewish dad. Um, bearing in mind this girl had, had you know, made several banterous comments of her um, own and actually posted what was uh, a tantamount, I think, to uh, inappropriate images of people under 18 on her um, Instagram account. I thought, you know, it was just some some banter which I engaged in and um, you know, it was it was a mistake I made, I admit, but um, I, I didn't really think that it would go as far as it did. So the college suspended me based on that. But then a few days later, they sent a letter saying that it's been clear transphobic comments have also been made. And I thought this is quite weird now because what I thought was a somewhat of a disciplinary reason has now turned into a political reason for suspending me. Now. Bearing in mind these social media comments were made in Snapchat and I actually apologized, you know, to like a, a schoolmate, right? And I had, you know, apologized personally and it was, um, I, I thought it was just a silly, you know, little thing teenagers do on Snapchat. Um, I didn't really think anything of it. And it took about a week for it to be reported, which I thought was quite odd. Um, I'll, I'll get I'll get to that a bit in a minute because I think what happens next is, is even more serious. Um, so what happens next was I was told, you know, that I was suspended from college and um, then after a, and a police investigation would be made against me before, um, you know, for making, for, for, invo for being involved in a hate crime. They labeled it a hate crime. And I was told I had to come to a disciplinary meeting. I came to a disciplinary meeting and um, in the disciplinary meeting, I... Um, I was told, um, you know, that I needed to either engage fully with prevent or else, uh, you know, be summar summarily dismissed from college. And I thought, you know, this is absolutely not not right. You know, this is just a, a incident on Snapchat, which has been blown way out of proportion. And I even stated myself that um, this 
girl who had made these accusations had actually um, goaded me to, you know, engage in banter in the first place. And um, other things, sorry, the other point was there was other things brought up at the disciplinary meeting, which made me think that I wasn't um, being done, you know, for anti-Semitism, which is what it was called, but I was um, being accused of uh, other, you know, about my political views, my faith views as well. And I was told, I was asked repeatedly at this meeting, do you think the Bible is above the law? Do you still think the Bible is above the law? And I refuse to answer that because I know that's a loaded question against my faith. I was also told that I, um, yeah, I was told a bunch of accusations that um, I, I believe I'm a conspiracy theorist and um, I, I'm not um, properly learning in class because I'm refusing to believe what the teacher teaches and instead, you know, forming my own opinions based on what I read online. Um, I was accused uh, of, of many things, which I'm actually kind of, there's so many of it, I'm struggling to recount them all because it was a very traumatizing event. Um, and then um, I, I've realized, you know, the direction the, in, the meeting was going in. It was essentially, you know, some, the college forcing their opinions on me. And um, I said at the end, I said, okay, okay, I understand, you know, that there's, you know, you don't want me to have my own opinion and I'm not allowed my opinion in college. Why don't I stop, you know, speaking about my views in college and I express my views outside of college in, I don't know, with my friends or, you know, just outside of college, which I thought was a fair comment to make. The college uh, or a certain person of the college turned around to me and said, how dare you? How dare you have your own opinion after all we've done for you by trying to force you to engage with prevent, by trying, by even by letting you have a second chance here, by, um, you know, um, suspending you and not immediately expelling you, you know, how dare, how dare you have your own opinion? And these were her words, like... Her, her, this was quite shocking. And she said, actually, just for thinking that you can ha ha privately think your Christian beliefs and your beliefs about so-called conspiracy theories, um, you, we're going to suspend you for another week and we're going to see what we're going to do with you then. You know, how dare you think that privately? Not not express them in classroom, which, by the way, I think, as long as it's done respectfully, people have their right to do. Um, but express them in your own personal time. I was quite upset about this because I thought, you know, this is this is just ludicrous now. You know, like what what am I? I even forgot what I was in trouble for in the first place. Was it something I said on Snapchat? Was it just for being me? You know, um, then, then a week rolls round, and um, I was actually told um, by the college that I was um, that I was to be uh, expelled because uh, very simply. I was told, you know, that I would be expelled for um, for lying to the college because um, because apparently, you know, they spoke to this girl and this girl said that she never um, spoke to me in the first place, and it was on my own accord, which was a complete lie, and I've got evidence to prove that. But 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 anyway, that's another story. I was also told that for refusing to change my beliefs and therefore refusing to meaningfully engage with a prevent course. Okay, but I would be expelled from college because I refused to change my beliefs. I said, you know, this is wrong. This is freedom of thought, and they they were like, oh no, you know, 
your uh, opinions are disrupting other people's learning, your freedom of thought isn't reflective of a college values and is undermining us because, you know, we've, we've given you so many chances, you know, we tried, we, they, they actually thought they were being nice by making me sign a contract and making, forcing me to engage with prevent. Okay. They said, well, we're being nice to you because we're trying to get you to see the error of your ways by doing that. And I thought, and they said, how could you be so ungrateful to us? You know, this really reminds me of what, you know, the Soviets did or what, you know, many regimes around the world would do uh, to, to innocent people who protest against them. You know, and this is happening in the UK. So I, I protested and I said, you know, this isn't right. Then um, if a few days then uh, a, day, a day later, I got a formal email to say that, you know, it's you're, you're being dismissed now for um, saying uh, these, for for refusing yeah, to change your opinions and for um, a bunch of other things. And the tone of the letter actually changed to say that, well, we just don't think the college is the right place for you. Because this is what, if you look at the people who do, who, you know, commit many uh, horrible crimes, they initially are very proud of their attacks, but then when they've realized that they're getting criticism for it, they suddenly say, oh, well, we never did that in the first place, or it wasn't like that. Look look what the other person did. Um, this is exactly what my school has been doing to me. They've been saying um, they've committed awful um, civil uh, liberties violations against me, and are now claiming that oh, well, you know, it just didn't work out for you at college. Uh, it didn't work out for you here. And they actually sent quite a patronizing email to say that, oh, by the way, um, we know we've scuppered all like your life. Um, the, the tone of it was like, yeah, we, we, you know, we've scuppered all like your life plans and everything now, but um, feel free to come drop by college for a careers uh, interview appointment which I thought was so patronizing. My, my mental health was really at a low point here. I, I was even, you know, contemplating suicide based over what has happened to me at college. And um, I was told, I, I was told, you know, quite mockably by the college, why don't you just get a job? And I thought, this isn't, you know, I, I had plans to further my education, you know, to, to study a further education course. And now this has happened, which is a, absolutely uh, dis disgraceful. Saeed, can I just jump in there? Because I think yeah. it's really important that our audience knows. I mean, they're, they're hearing it for themselves. And clearly, you are a very intelligent, articulate, measured um, young man, and uh, you're absolutely right when you say, you know, this appears to be thought crime. You're being punished uh, for thought crime. But I just want everybody to understand that you were predicted A grades, weren't you? I mean, you know, you had big ambitions, and you've just suddenly been expelled and you've had to confront a prevent officer that I'm presuming you weren't told was going to come and visit you. Um, what actually happened? Were you in class? Were you suddenly summonsed? Or how did you meet that prevent officer? And did you find out who the prevent officer was? And let's remind our audience that prevent, uh, the, the prevent scheme, the prevent system is to prevent young people from becoming radicalized and they they do an awful lot of work with the home office counter terrorism domestic terrorism if you want to to call it that um, and they look at extreme right wing views 
So all of a sudden, you're just expressing an opinion, um, which is your right to do. And then you get a prevent officer. How did this how did this suddenly happen? And how were you informed of this? I wasn't informed. Um, my parents got a call the day before saying um, that a prevent that not even a prevent officer, just someone by the name of so and so will come into my college. And um, my parent, my dad, uh, was obviously confused about this, and he told me, "Oh, apparently you've got a meeting with so and so at college." I thought, "Okay, I haven't heard that name before. Maybe that's I don't really know what that is." So I came in and this prevent officer was there and uh, he introduced himself and um yeah but that's what happened um my, my main concern is you know i, I don't i'm a law-abiding citizen i don't you know have involvement uh, with you know the government the police uh, I, I don't you know really understand why this has happened to someone who's just expressed his you know christian opinions at um school um Eventually, um, just, just a bit more about prevent. Um, a few months later, as a condition of uh, coming back to college, because what the college did was they kind of trapped me with, make, with forcing me to engage with prevent, and then suddenly drop, pulling the plug and saying, "Well, actually, you can't come back." So um, I really wanted to go back to college um, to finish off my courses. So I said, um, "Yes, okay, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll engage with Prevent, despite you know begrudgingly." But yeah, okay, if it means going back to college, you know, to getting my courses because I, I didn't really have a choice. Uh, I was kind of yeah forced to do it. Um, so uh, with this Prevent uh, guy, uh, he he actually came around to my house and. Um, the tone of the, because there was two meetings, the first meeting and the second one a few months later, the second meeting, the tone was very different. Um, he could actually, he was visibly like, his manner was different. He wasn't so, you know, cocky and proud and I think I'm better than you sort of person. He was quite ap ap apologetic and he said, you know, I'm very sorry to hear what's happened at, at your college and um, he actually said that I'm not here to get you to change your opinions I just want you to see the other side of things and he actually said that you know prevent his words were prevent doesn't deal with conspiracy theories people could have their opinions people could go on protests people could do all of these things we just want people to understand that there's a lot of um, misinformation out there on, on the internet and just to research both sides before you come to an opinion. Now, that's a far cry from, you know, saying, well, do you believe there's a Jewish conspiracy to run the world? Um, but that's a bit of a far cry from it. And um, that kind of gave me the um, impression that there's been some misunderstanding maybe between my college, Prevent, and the, you know, police or whoever, and someone somewhere has messed up. You know, if, if Prevent are apologizing to you, saying um, saying that, uh, well, we're very sorry for what's happened at your college. I think I know, you know, the college has messed up big time. Um, you know, if Prevent are saying that, then something very nefarious and something very, I would say quite quite evil has gone on behind the scenes for that to happen. And also, Saeed, I mean, I've got to come back to your mental health because you've already said um, earlier on in the interview that your mental health suffered and that at some point you did feel suicidal. And that's extremely troubling. Um, and thank goodness you're still here to to tell your story. 
but what tell us what kind of impact it has had on your mental health and how it has affected you and were you offered any support at all while you were going through all of this no support i was offered no support at all by my place of education i was offered no support um i was ridiculed i was mocked um i was yeah it was an awful time um the I, I was going through it for a lot back then and it was a very dark time in my life. Um, what kind of worried me the most was how the college had took this upon themselves to report it to the police. Uh, a simple exchange of messages between two classmates at school, you know, to the, to the police rather than dealing with it themselves and saying, um, you know what, I think you've, um, you know, offended so-and-so, could you just apologise? And I, if, that, if that was all that it was, I, of course I, I would have apologised. You know, I take accountability for things. I, I already, you know, it was a domestic issue essentially between, you know, like two classmates and I made amends, you know, domestically. I apologised, I said, um, I'm, I'm very, you know, sorry if I offended you. And this was without me being forced to or anything. Um, and for the college to blow that up, you know, to the police, because uh, let's be honest, we, we all have friends. We all, you know, have ups and downs in our friendships. We all, um, you know, have maybe said things which, oh, may maybe you shouldn't have said in hindsight, but to escalate it to the police. And actually I was, um, we contacted an ex-police uh, inspector um, from the uh, Welsh uh, police, I believe, who actually um, expressed the outrage that this, that a simple comment of banter has been escalated, you know, to the police when that just required a listen, don't do that again sort of conversation. Um, but in, in all fairness, though, because um, I was very worried because I, I was, you know, I thought, am I going to go to prison for this? You know, I was just a, a teenager and um, I had. I thought, you know, because apparently you can go to prison for up to two years for sending uh, messages online these days. Um, I, of course, this is the way our country is, which is not right at all, in my opinion. But um, the police were actually, um, the police actually were quite understanding, I have to say. Um, they said, they told, they came to my house and they specifically told me that um, we, we're not going to charge you with anything. Um, they said that we could see, you know, you've made a mistake and, you know, we're here to kind of listen to you and, you know, get your side of a story and which was really surprising. And they said, um, we're, we're not, you know, we're not going to charge you or anything. We, we're just here to let you know that obviously this is what's happened and, um, maybe, think before you send something like that online and I thought okay fair, fair enough you know that's um, obviously the police's decision and that's quite good of them you know despite everything which has gone on um, but then the police actually said that it was their you know decision to not charge and it was um, they've they've decided you know not to do that because I was so young that their, their words actually was this um, what would what, what would you know arresting you what would filing um criminal charges against you do they said all that's going to do is further you know isolate you at a already you know quite a difficult time for you um which i thought actually made a lot of sense um and it was quite you know shocking that the college didn't think of that as well 
um, at my college, um, because the police actually made it quite clear to my college that nothing was going to happen. And this, you know, was, you know, the police involvement there was finished. Um, the, co the college was actually, they, they were quite angry um, that the police had just decided to leave it at that. And they, they were visibly quite, um, they wanted something to happen to me. And of course, the rule of law prevailed and they didn't get the reaction they were looking for. So the college, um, the college were quite um, rude to me about it and just said, well, you know, you're expelled now because that's what they do. You know, when prevent, when, you know, prevent has actually, actually told them because the story is quite complicated in the sense that it started with the college, you know, thinking, oh, we can get prevent on him. We could do what we want. And it ended with the police and prevent actually saying, you know what, we're not involved now. Sorry, this has gone too far. And, um, you know, the college then took things into their own hands and, you know, decided to expel me, which was quite horrible. But yeah. Said, you know, college, I went to nursing school, but many of my friends went to, to college and university. And it, it's a place not just to debate and to learn but it's also a place to socialise and get to know your peer group and share interests and have fun, happy times. How did how did all of this impact on your peer group, on your friends that you'd been at college with? How did they treat you? And, and indeed, are you still in contact with your classmates or effectively when you were expelled, you kind of lost contact with your, your peer group as well? I was very scared because... I was at that time. I thought, you know, all my. I thought, okay, if the college are claiming to, ex of course, we you know the real reason was for my beliefs. But if a college are expel, if a college are expelling me and claiming that it's because of a message I sent online, I thought, how many, you know, other messages have I, you know, maybe sent online, or how many other, I guess, um, you know, photos, sorry, Instagram posts of political um, kind of background have I posted or political tweets which you know the college might get a hold of and um, in one of the disciplinary meetings they actually accused me of um, talking about Andrew Tate uh, which obviously I have no recollection really of of showing support for Andrew Tate and it was um, everything which kind of I posted was getting back to them which made me kind of come to the conclusion that someone some student at my school was essentially being a snitch and reporting things because you know they don't like me and I was I was very scared because I thought you know are all my friends turning on me you know what was happening um but I so, so I had to make so, so I just made sure you know maybe don't speak to as many people and only keep a few close friends which looking back on it was probably the right thing to have done in that climate um I, I've got, uh, yeah, I'm still in contact with a few close friends from the college. Um, I, I remember quite, um, I, I think quite fittingly at the end of all of this was um, the fact that the college likes to talk about diversity and inclusion, but of course, you know, you don't include uh, me, me kind of thing. But two Muslim boys who know that my religion is different from theirs, okay, actually stuck with me throughout all of it 
were always messaging me to support me, always made it clear that they're my friends and, you know, they're, they're going to support me and actually um, made sure that, you know, I was all right throughout all of this. And if a college wants to talk about diversity and inclusion, then they should take a page out of, you know, maybe their own students' books who are putting aside, you know, their religion to go and help someone of an opposite, you know, religion. And I, I think that's quite, you know, um, ironic that all these big institutes which go on about, you know, wokeism and inclusion and diversity actually doing the opposite. And, yeah, it's just something which um, I'd, yeah, I'd never forget, really. And I'd like to say thank you to your two friends, your two Muslim friends as well, for supporting you, because I think you shine a beacon of light into how things should be done. We've talked about Prevent a lot on UK Column and how basically any one of us could end up with somebody at the door just like you did. Um, but explain to us how it escalated to the police because Prevent officers, as we're as far as we're aware, can be anybody from a local authority um, official to a, a health official to a professional. So when did this jump from prevent to all of a sudden you ended up, what did you, did you open the door and the police were suddenly at the door? Prevent was initially um, essentially dealing with my uh, controversial uh, opinions. And I told them point blank, you know, I'm not interested, but how it, kind of escalated to the police was, um, it, to be honest, it was a bit of my fault, but the college tried to report me uh, for a hate crime to the police and the police, you know, made an investigation based on, purely based on, you know, that message I sent online and their conclusion was, you know, no further action and this this wasn't, you know, like their place to, or this wasn't, you know, I guess kind of this wasn't because it, it wasn't like a big enough offence from, from what I got told and everything. This wasn't a big enough offence to, you know, make a uh, arrest or anything. And um, it was very quick. It, within two weeks, the, it took two weeks for them to contact me. And the only contact I had with the police was a knock on my door to say, you know, are you aware there's been this investigation, which your college has reported, we just want to get your side on it. And then it, within a, about an hour, they said, yeah, it's quite clear that this was just a simple, you know, teenage and um, this is our um, opinion on it. Um, just, try, just try not to, you know, try not to say anything, um, I guess, anti-Semitic or like, like that online, which um, it was referred to as. Um, but yeah, what was quite um, interesting about all of it was the girl who complained to the college, her dad was um, running for um, a, a political role from the Conservative Party uh, to be the local um, a, uh, member of parliament. Oh, sorry, the, the local councillor, sorry, the local councillor, uh, Conservative councillor. And visions were happening right as I got suspended, which I thought was quite weird. And looking into it, they actually had ties with the defence ministry and the Israeli government because they were a contractor for the Israeli government as well, which I thought was very uh, suspicious as well. Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, it's just a whole wow story, isn't it? Um, James, yeah. let's come to you because this is obviously taken a huge toll. And even though Saeed said, you know, it was fairly quick with the police, it was only a couple of weeks. I mean, that for anybody, let alone a young man who's studying at college and just wants to get on with his life, um, that must do extraordinary things to your mental health. And I mean, how many people are you seeing coming through your organization, Students Against Tyranny? I mean, I would like to think not many, but I've got a horrible feeling you're going to say it's quite a few. But how are you coping with all these people? It's quite a few. Um, yeah, uh, there's, there's a lot of them. I think universities, I think everyone these days, they love diversity, but they don't like diversity of opinion. That's the, that's the one type of diversity everyone uh, seems to hate is the diversity of opinion and free thought. Um, as you mentioned earlier, right, universities used to be bastions of free speech, a marketplace of ideas where you would go to discover new concepts, new ideologies. Um, whereas these days it's the complete opposite. You go, you walk around the freshers fair and all you see are left wing societies, you know, um, like for example, Bradford student union, they have an Afghanistan society, an LGBTQ society, an Islam society. Um, they have all these societies, but they don't have a debate in society, a free speech society, a conservative society, a UKIP society. They have nothing on the right wing of things, nothing at all. Um, and that, it, that seems to be a um, growing theme among every single university. There was a, uh, an incident recently at Bristol University, which has now banned the national anthem. You're not allowed to sing the national anthem anymore. Um, and what else did they do uh, before that? They actually banned uh, the army from promoting themselves on campus. The army wasn't allowed to be there either. Yet you can have all of these uh, left, very left-wing societies um, which promotes diversity and inclusion and all of that. So it seems you can have you can have any opinion as long as it um, goes with the the status quo. And the the, the concerning part of this is because a lot of people they'll be asking themselves, well, how does this concern me? Well, if you look at any communist regime, and, and Saeed mentioned them earlier. If you look at the Khmer Rouge, Mao's Cultural Revolution, the Bolshevik Revolution, the Vietnamese Revolution, every single Marx-inspired revolution of the proletariat. Um, they always utilize the work of the students, primarily through um, ideological subversions, you know, the, the um, demoralization of the West. Um, but every single communist regime throughout history, and that's no exaggeration, every single one of them utilized students to their advantage. And the concerning part is, is that's how they started, right? So if, if, if that's how they started in, I don't know, in the Bolshevik Revolution in, in Russia or the Mao's Cultural Revolution in China, which both were equally responsible for millions and millions of deaths, then, and, and that's now being done in the UK, that should be concerning to everyone that what's happening right now is a communist-style re revolution that is aiming to uh, implement a dictatorship of the bourgeois. Um, so... That's what we're seeing right now, and that's why I think the the kind of shutdown of free speech is orientating. I think it's it, we're, we're heading down a very scary path of of communism, fascism, uh, you know, a fascist utopia. And the only way we can stop this is by reverting universities to how they used to be. Um, I think 
it's, it was quite normal back in the day for a young person to go to university, become a socialist, and then come out of university, get a job, and then become anti-socialist because they realise that the money they earn that they want to keep. Right, that was that was normal back in the day. But these days, I don't think anyone's growing out of it um, because people aren't being given reality checks. Everyone is is pussyfooting around and stepping on eggshells around these people, never giving them a real a reality check of what life is actually about. Um, and we see this with, and we see this with, um, um, was it uh, transgenders entering women's bathrooms? No one's stepping, no like people these days uh, as much as everyone disagrees with it no one no one's really uh, standing up against it i mean you yeah you get the odd uh, the occasional person who, who will speak out against it but the majority of people are very silent on the issue and that's the 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 most concerning part even you know the the founder of the original students against tyranny in nazi germany what was her name um sophie scholl she founded a group called the white rose and even she said the the um the real harm is not done by the Nazis, it's done by the people who know what's going on, but refuse to say anything. That's who's doing the real harm. And that's who's doing the real harm right now as well. Um, and, you know, talking about prevent. So prevent was, um, prevent was part of something called the contest strategy. Contest was set up, was a strategy introduced in 2003 in response to 9-11. And it's, uh, it's, what is it? It's the four P's, right? So you have prevent, pursue, protect, and prepare. And it was set up by Sir... David Oman, I think his name was, and the alleged aim of the the the, the uh, strategy was to well the prevent part of the strategy was to identify and address the ideological causes of radicalization. They weren't just meant to focus on far right extremism. The main other thing they were meant to focus on is Islamic extremism as well. Now, if you look at the figures, I believe it's like forty six percent of prevent referrals are far right extremists. Right uh, for far right extremist uh, extremist opinions, and twenty two percent are for Islamic extremism. Twenty two percent for Islamic extremism. You look at the figures online uh, from the Home Office or for anything. Islamic extremism is arguably a much bigger issue than far right extremism. I'm not saying that far right extremism isn't an issue. Of course it is. Right, like any other form of radicalization and extremism, that is an issue that needs to be addressed and looked into. Yes, but how come the majority of prevent referrals and the majority of prevents work is done on far right extremism, far right opinions, when those opinions most of the time are just oh there are only two genders, like that's an extremist view to have. How come the majority of prevents investigations are into that? but not Islamic extremism, when if you look into it, Islamic extremism is a much bigger threat to the West than far-right extremism ever is and ever was. Um, it's just never, ma never made any sense to me um, <laughs> why that's the case. Saeed's a very brave lad, so we do massively appreciate him coming to us. And unfortunately, we our time is so stretched with so, uh, so many other issues that are going on and we don't have the funding to... Um, uh, to be on all of this constantly because we, ha we have to have jobs and all of that as well. You know, I've been kicked out of university. So we all have to have, um, we all have to um, fund this ourselves. So it becomes very expensive. Uh, me and Dylan actually went to visit Saeed recently at his college and we handed out leaflets to, I think, the majority of students there, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, a few threw them on the floor as to be expected, but we, um, it was, a, it, was a, it was an absolutely great day. I think Piers Corbyn came down as well um, and a few others as well. So it was an absolutely fantastic day and we did a lot of outreach to young people, which is what we're trying to 
to do is outreach. So if you do want to join Students Against Tyranny, which you can do for free, it's studentsagainsttyranny.com forward slash join, where you can join um, myself, Saeed, Dylan, and all the other students that we've got in our ranks um, and fight back against what is going on on campus. James, this is wonderful to hear that your organisation is out there for students. And I really want this message, you know, for people that are watching this, please send to, if you've got family members at uni or at college, uh, please send this video to them because I'm guessing, James, I'm going to ask you um, specifically, actually, about how isolated some students must be feeling at the moment. I mean, listening to Saeed, to be quite honest with you, if I had gone through something like that, or one of my sons, I have four sons, um, if one of my sons had gone through something like that, I can't imagine the mental trauma going forward because you're always watching what you're saying or got to be careful what you put online, uh, start to feel maybe slightly concerned that anything that you could say could be um, taken in the wrong way. I mean, how is this affecting students? I mean, you're obviously not able to help with regards to mental health. How are you, are you able to refer students for some mental health support or to um, for any psychological support at all or are they literally on their own? The issue is that there's not an organisation that I found that I particularly trust in terms of mental health. Um, you know there are organisations that exist like CAMS but the problem is if you have these wrong opinions they're going to tell you they're wrong opinions. Um, so I don't think there's any organisation that we've trusted enough that we're willing to work with in terms of mental health um but i'll tell you the story of like there's a young lad we've been working with um in uh in london who goes to a liberal arts college these two um know who he is and he um he called me like i think he was only at university for a week and he, he called me um because apparently it'd been leaked who he was or something uh leaked you know everyone knew who what his opinions were they were making it they were turning him into a meme um he was getting messages all the time he had i think he had a few death threats from antifa as well and he said he never felt so alone um in his student accommodation where he lived there were again members of antifa uh there as well uh literally living next door to him um and he just he was made to feel like an outcast he was completely persecuted and bullied for having these conservative viewpoints um he's actually left university now because he just he, he said they never felt so alone um now that, during this time he actually had a message off um one of our other friends who who claimed to be working with um who claimed to be working with the kind of teachers at the university and this person had been in contact with us for a while and was letting us know oh yeah someone's actually reported this guy um for saying that all um lgbtq people are pedos which is something he never said right uh, but we later found out that the guy who told us this is actually a member of antifa who infiltrated students against tyranny um so we actually have a lot of messages all the time of young people who are feeling quite lonely and depressed over um feeling like they have so-called wrong opinions and it's definitely not on it's a massive 
issue. I mean, everyone wants to talk about mental health awareness week and mental health this, mental health that. So, you know, I've got bipolar disorder and, you know, they, they like there's videos online of like women listing like seven different, um, what was it? Seven different uh, mental health disorders that they've apparently got. Like they're like listing them like they're a superhero. Do you get what I mean? Um, and that's something we see a lot at the moment. It's this very, very victim mentality where um, it's popular to have these mental health issues. But then someone who does actually have it, that's caused by the far left. And for some reason, no one, no one wants to talk about it. But then, unfortunately, it's a very big issue among campuses where universities are, where students are being bullied for having these uh, opinions. And I mean, what, what if one day someone does actually decide to uh, commit suicide because they've been uh, because they've had their university taken from them, which in terms has their job taken, which in terms stops them and limits them from getting a job in the future. You know, they, these are questions that needs to be asked. And unfortunately, no one's um, asking them, if that makes sense. James, our audience watching now, our viewers, what can they do? What would you like us to do to help you or to help your cause or to help students What's your big message for people like me watching? Firstly, there's um, something that I don't think a lot of people are aware of and they should be. There is something in the UK called Confucius Institutes. Now, if you don't know what a Confucius Institute is, it's pretty much a, um, it's a language and culture centre for, Ch for China here in the UK. And they are partnered with the majority of universities, right? If you look into your nearest university, Chances are it'll be paired with a Chinese university as well as a Confucius Institute. Now, the problem with a lot of these Confucius Institutes, they're actually, they, um, they have the leaders of these Confucius Institutes are paired with something called the United Front Work Department, which is, this, which is overseen and is a part of the Co Chinese Communist Party propaganda center. Yeah. The, the, so you've got universities that are literally indirectly paired with propaganda centers within China, right? So you've got all of these things happening and no one is aware of them. So firstly, what I'm going to suggest that you do is look into these Confucius Institutes, look into how alarming they are, right? And I've been banned from Twitter now. So if you can give us a follow on uh, Telegram, Students Against Tyranny Official, we are trying to bring out the message to as many people as possible, what is going on in these universities. You've got universities left, right and centre that are banning and removing debating uh, societies and free speech societies. You've got universities that are paired with Chinese uh, universities who are also paired with Confucius Institutes, which are overseen by the China, um, by propaganda centres within China. You've got... Um, You've got uh, the Marxism Festival of Socialist Ideas being held at SOAS University of London, of London um, which also promotes cultural Marxism, which is um, where they're trying to erode the culture in the West in order to um, revert people back to their inherent class values. That's, that's how um, cultural Marxism um, was founded. So you've got all of these issues. Just look into it. Man, just research it, spread the message as much as you can, let people know what, what is going on. Um, and also, if you can, there's a new university free speech TSAR as well um, called Arif Ahmed. And his job is uh, as part of the, so he, he, his job was created um, as part of the Higher Education Freedom of Speech Bill that recently passed. Send him a letter. If you can send him a letter or an email, um, just send him a letter and email on Saeed's behalf, letting them know that you're not happy with um, 
with what has been going on in these universities, with free speech not um, being upheld, with students being bullied, with um, uh, having their education taken from them, being referred to prevent for absolutely no reason. Um, ref- just let him know. Right. And the more emails he gets, the more letters he gets. I mean, I've requested a meeting with him and he hasn't responded. The more emails and letters he gets, the more the higher chance there is of him actually doing something. I mean, the, they have the they have the power to now. The Higher Education Freedom of Speech Bill enables them the power to do something about this. Um, and they still aren't. So yeah, just send him a letter, research us, give us a follow on Telegram, and yeah, just um please help us support Said. Thank you so much for that, James. And I think uh, for our viewers, because obviously we've changed the name um, of this young gentleman to Saeed, when you write, if you could just say that this is the young gentleman that you've seen on UK Column, then that will be sufficient. Um, And I think that that's a great thing to do. And I think the other thing too, and I know we don't want to talk about money because it's never good to talk about money, but Students Against Tyranny have got a donate page and we'll make sure that the link of of that is in the article beneath. Um, So before I go to to Dylan, um, let me just finish uh, for a minute, Saeed, with one last question for you because... I think everybody's going to be asking, where are you now? You know, you've been kicked out of college. Um, Presumably your education has dissipated. Can you continue to study? Can, is your, how is your life progressing forward? Do you still have the ambitions that you did have before you got expelled? I um, have managed uh, to seek uh, alternative um, education. Um, however, that has uh, come with a massive cost because I have had to um, I've had to seek you know like private um, exams and things. Um, that has come with a cost of about um, about uh, twelve thousand uh, pounds. Um, when you count in private tutoring and everything, that, that's about twelve thousand um, pounds. I hope to. Um, be at university in the next uh, few years, hopefully. Um, And by then, um, I hope I'll be on the course which uh, I want to do, um, hopefully to study law. Um, And I hope, um, yeah, this would be my uh, education, uh, you know, for the the future. Um, I, yeah, that's all I can really say about that for sure from me and I know many people that are watching and and viewing now will want to thank you for standing up and standing out and speaking up against all of this because you're young and your whole life's ahead of you and so we understand that anything that you say could jeopardize the rest of your life and we wish you luck and love moving forwards and we're so grateful Um, to your friend Dylan, who we're going to come to now, and to also James uh, and Students Against Tyranny for supporting you through this absolute nightmare. Um, Dylan, can we throw to you for your last word? Because you've witnessed this, you've watched what Saeed has had to go through, you've worked with Students Against Tyranny, and you're seeing a lot more going on around you. What would be your last word to people watching? I would say for those who are watching is that if you do know 
any young people who are are feeling isolated for the things that they know, whether it's just against being against the narrative or other things that we know are part of the cabal or New World Order agendas, really, I'd say introduce them to Students Against Tyranny and Youth for Freedom UK, because that is probably the most ideal thing to do to support those who are aged 18 to 30, whether you're a student or not, because we need unity more than to give them such confidence and to, you know, make sure they don't feel afraid to be themselves, which clearly, well, the status quo will not allow them to, but we can still be their, their, their rock, if you will, their support. And we hope if we can all work together to stand up against all of this. We thank you for that. Um, and I'm going to come to you, Saeed, for your last word. Um, what would you like whoever to hear, your peer group, the government, the education establishment? What are your last words to those of our audience that are listening? I just uh, want everyone to know that this can't happen again. You can disagree with someone. You might not want to be friends with someone because of their opinions. You might uh, want to call them names, whatever. Fine, you've got a right to disagree. But when it becomes a problem is when it is state-sanctioned persecution. If you have not got um, a right to expel someone based on their beliefs, based on their private thoughts, that's a violation of the human rights. Um, and I will call... Um, people out on it when I see it because a violation of uh, human rights in terms of freedom of thought and freedom of education is not acceptable at all. And my last word uh, would be this. I, I might not, um, I might not agree with everything someone has to say, but I will die for their right to be able to say it. Thank you. Bravo. And James, for all of these, all of our wonderful students um, all over the country, your last words for them. All I have to say is don't be afraid. Don't let them um, bully you. At the end of the day, and this goes to the, the people who don't agree with what I have to say here as well, um, you're going to go through life not agreeing with everyone. And that's something you need to get used to. You may sit here now and cry over getting misgendered over someone using your wrong pronouns, but you are going to go through life when you enter the workforce dealing with people who disagree with you, who you don't like. That's just a fact of life. To then run around calling for their free speech to be cancelled, for their voice to be silenced, um, for them to be fired from their, their jobs, just purely because you disagree with them is disgraceful. And you, one day you will get that reality check that not everything is going to go your way. But to the students who do agree with us here, don't be afraid. Don't let them bully you into submission, into shutting up. Your voice matters, especially here at Students Against Tyranny. The more of us that stand up and speak out against what is going on, the likelihood decreases of them being able to continue down the path we are headed. 
as Saeed said as well, you may not like what someone says, but you should defend their right to say it.